de Global Latin Factor Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode, otro capítulo de the Global Latin Factor Podcast. My name is Crispin Valentin and thank you for joining where we talk about Latino everything. That's right. Everything that is related to Latino, Latino culture, food, music, etc., etc., etc. Today's capítulo, before we get to it, we're going to go ahead and uh, so on this capítulo, we have some tragedy. The queen of something and that this particular Latino actually guessed his death. We're going to tell you all about that in this capítulo today of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Okay, so today we are talking about Selena Quintanilla Perez or Selena Quintanilla, a.k.a. Mexican Madonna or the Queen of Tejano, also La Reina del Tex-Mex. Real quickly, we're going to go ahead and touch up on some of the uh, important facts about her before we get into talking a little bit in depth of uh, the things that I looked up and found out about Miss Selena Quintanilla Perez. Born April 16 in 1971 in late Jackson, Texas, and died in March 31st in 1995 in Corpus Christi. And can you believe she was only 23 years old? That's right. 23 years old, she was married at the time she passed away to Chris Perez. Her parents is Abraham Jr. and Marcela Quintanilla and her siblings, A.B. Quintanilla and Suzette Quintanilla. And uh, real quickly, if you never heard about her, if uh, for whatever reason, uh, there's a Netflix series I haven't checked out. I've seen the movie before and I can talk to you about that in just a few minutes of what I looked up that is real close to what the movie is like and uh, different things like that. So she was a Mexican-American singer, songwriter, spokesperson, businesswoman, model, actress, and fashion designer. Referred to, again, as I mentioned, the queen of Tejano music, and uh, she made great contributions. Uh, she was named by Billboard as the top Latina in the 1990s decade. And after her death, uh, when she, they made the collaboration with MAC uh, Cosmetics, it became one of the best-selling celebrity collection cosmetics in history. I'm sure you remember the time when they released the cosmetics. Everybody and their mama, you couldn't escape social media feed. All your feet pretty much is makeup and everything like that. And, yep, that's the reason why she was the number one selling at that time. And, of course, now with uh, everything that's been coming out, uh, the, uh, the series. So, anytime there's something about her that comes out, uh, her anniversary, uh, for her death, her birthday, and different things like that, her day. Because there's an actually a Selena day. I'll tell you all about that in a few minutes. So, she began... Uh, her career or singing when she was only eight years old. And that's uh, an idea that his dad, um, you know, he was already an artist before or an, he attempted to be a, a singer. It didn't really work out. And, you know, and I pretty much if you've seen the movie before, it's almost the same thing as what I found out. He was playing the guitar. Selena approached him and then she was uh she started singing along with him, and then he realized, like, hey, she got something. It's, it's kind of special. So, and that's, he got the idea, well, this is how I can get back in the music industry, and then so on. 
It just began. Everything pretty much on the movie as far as the, the restaurant, Papa Gallos or Yoyos, what he used to say on the sign. Because if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. The sign was a little questionable. It didn't look like Gallos. It looked like Yayo, which I see where he was coming from. And uh, they had to close the restaurant down, restaurant down, file for bankruptcy, and they lost their home. And they have to move somewhere else because, unfortunately, it just uh, there was uh, something going on with the economy at that time. And they weren't able to make it. The restaurant wasn't able to make it. So, you know, they uh, continue. And so they went through some hard times. Uh, Selena's family, as you've seen in the movie, they don't really depict it so much. They don't really go into detail what happened. You kind of sort of get an idea, but it kind of leave you wondering if that's what happened. So if you didn't know, they had to buy from bankruptcy and they had to actually lose their home and they had to move elsewhere. Uh, so real quickly, some of her achievements and this is just a few grammy and this is just recently that happened so grammy lifetime achievement award in 2021 a grammy for best mexican american american album in 1994 billboard latin music award of top latin album artists of the year by a female in 2016 and 2017 so this is some of the ones that she uh some of the awards and uh Contrary to popular belief, there's a lot. Well, there's not a lot, but there's a few people that I've seen on a few videos that are like, how can she be a role model? You know, she uh, dropped out of school. She didn't go to school. Well, she actually did get her GED or diploma. Well, there's parts that say that she got a GED or diploma. So she got something. Not only that, but she enrolled in a Pacific Western University for a business administrative major. So not only did she get her diploma or GED, she actually even went further and enrolled in some business classes, which eventually helped her with her boutique, Selena, etc. If you ever, if you don't recall, she also had a boutique. Now, the, uh, you done, Carlos? Are you done? I can hear you. It's a noisy chair. All right, well, get another chair. My man Carter's over here distracting. All right. So, okay. So pretty much everything as far as the movie that you've seen. And uh, it's pretty much matching everything they looked up. So it, it was real close. Uh, even to the scene with, uh, I seen the Chris Perez, uh, the scene where he, she left, you know, he was in a hotel. He went to her and said, I can't do this no more, you know, let's get married, let's get away, whatever that he said, it was actually pretty close to what really happened. And a real quick story about me. So <laughs> I wanted to get the birthday correct because, so you know how Beyonce has the beehive? So you know how loyal they are to, to her? Well, Selena fans, Go back generations. I'm talking about almost three generations or longer of fans that have been, you know, either play Selena, know about Selena, watch the movie, now the series and things like that. So if you don't get some of the facts right, you'll most likely get some feedback. So I'm trying to be as accurate as possible. But this is a podcast. So I'm rendering my opinion on some of them. But I just want to make sure that I get the date of birth right because I got my 
my behind you before for not knowing her birthday. And it wasn't that I didn't know. It said I said that uh, I, I I couldn't recall at that time. And then I and then I looked it up shortly after. And then because uh, at that time I was doing a, a, another radio station. And then I did say the right name. I mean, I'm sorry, the right date. I came back right shortly before the break, and I did say her. And then we had a, a very passionate listener that called and chewed my behind talking about why I'm on the radio if I don't know my facts and things like that. So <laughs> uh, through that lady ever runs into my podcast, uh, I don't remember her name. And she demanded to talk to my supervisor. But unfortunately, the lady didn't realize that we were at a volunteer community radio station so there was no supervisor to talk to <laughs> and that's the laugh that i got after the fact whenever she got out the phone <laughs> sorry lady anyways so shout out to all my selena fans okay so i know for a fact that she's worldwide even to this day because i know somebody from the philippines that is actually a selena fan i seen something on instagram that she posted i'm like what and then i you know i uh Send her a DM, like, you know, Selena? I'm like, oh, yeah, she's the best. And this and then I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And so if you look at Selena, compared to all the other novelas that were playing during that time, she is darker skin. She has big lips, big hips. You know, she's not your typical. They almost look like a Caucasian, uh, even though they were novelas. Like light skin, European, thinner ladies. That's pretty much what they're playing you. And a lot of the girls, the Mexicanas and the Latinas, uh, they really can't relate because they didn't have, they didn't have that. That's, that wasn't them, you know? They couldn't really look into like the TV and be like, oh yeah, I can relate to you because she looked like me. No, they didn't have no expectations, nothing like that because it was nothing like that for, for them. But when Selena came around, not to mention, I, I don't know her personally, right? But everybody that I seemed to, that ran into her, had interaction with her, was the same thing. That she's always funny, always had a good attitude. There's only like a handful of people that can recall a time where they had, they seen her. Which, of course, everybody's human, right? Uh, that she might have had a like a bad, or not a bad attitude, but it, it, she wasn't in the best of moods. But for the most part... I seen her like her back uh, backstage footage and things like that, and she just always cracking funny jokes and different things like that. And some of them were like really inappropriate uh, jokes. Uh, like one of them, she said, "Oh, we coming out with our own perfume," and uh, I think one of them she says, "It's gonna be, it's gonna smell like like menudo <laughs> or something like that." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> That's the kind of jokes that she she would say. And uh, another thing that I feel is not very uh, uh, like it's, it's confusing about her is that okay. Just like Michael Jackson and things like that. Like, these kids are born into this, right? The family business. So they don't know anything more. And, and her religion, too. Uh, I, I believe she was Jehovah Witness. Again, Selena fans, if I'm not correct, please. I'd be more than happy to uh, take in the feedback and correct myself. So pretty much it was doing the business stage, e executing right back. So, again... It's, it's like it's underestimated to say that she was sheltered because she hadn't really experienced a lot of things. And to all my Tejano fans, do you know one of the people that is a Tejano, also female, that 
is uh, I've seen plenty of interviews that she said it was her best friend, Shelly Lottis. That's right. Shelly Lottis was actually the person that introduced Selena to Chris because Chris used to be with Shelly Lottis before he went to Selena. So he was Shelly Lottis first. Uh, Chris went into uh we can't talk about selena without moving a little bit into chris and maybe we'll do something separate for chris perez so chris was a rocker and then he went with shelly lattice they taught taught him how to play uh tejano at that time and then i guess i don't know if they had a fallout or not but he went into a couple of different bands before he landed with selena so the one part about him like in the shower where they're cutting on this thing that wasn't really accurate because he had already been playing tejano for some time that, so I don't I don't feel like the movie got that right. And I don't know how this... Again, I got to watch the series. I haven't looked at it. I felt like when I personally... I've seen the movie already, right? So how much more can I get out of it? But I see people that are so intrigued with her. They will want more. Because even Shelly Lottis says, like, I post a couple things here and there. And I'd rather keep my relationship with her personal. Because that's our special moment that we share. We really talk about... Uh, Shelly Lottis says, we don't really... We didn't really talk about music. We mostly just talked about things like, like you know, things like teenage girls. Because they were at the same age. Actually, Shelly Lott is about seven to eight months older than Selena. So they were at the same age. And can you believe Shelly's now 50? So that means Selena was turning 50 as well. So that's wild to me. Or she was going to be turning 50. And uh, she said they, they talked about regular... You know, girl stuff that they talk. I don't know. I'm not a female, not a girl. I'm not a teenage girl. But whatever y'all talk about, that's what they talked about. And, you know, she said, uh, yeah, that she didn't want to share. But she realized anytime she posts something on social media that all the fans want more. They just just, just can't get enough of, of her. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy to me that, that that happened. So a couple more things that... Uh, were accomplished by her. So National Public Radio ranked Amor Prohibido, which if you know about Selena, you know this song, is the number 19 in the list of 150 greatest albums made by women. And fun fact, before we move on to the next thing that I want to talk about, did you know that there was a stamp of Selena? Did you know that, Carlos? You didn't know that? Oh, look at Carlos go. Yes. In 2011, the United States Postal Service paid homage to Selena by issuing the Latin legend stamp, which included Selena and, of course, a couple other Latinos, which were Tito Puentes, Carmen Miranda, Carlos Gardel, and Celia Cruz, which most likely all these Latinos we're going to do an episode on. So if you are interested in any of these or if you have a suggestion on any Latino, whether they're like super known or not, it doesn't matter. Just let me know and we'll take care of it because we got a TikTok suggest episode that is going to be coming out soon. And we also uh, have one that we did regarding the uh, the doctor that's doing research on diabetes. There was like no videos on YouTube about this lady, you know, so if we can do anything. At least minimum is not a hundred. We're, we're not. I'm not a. a, 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 a teacher or anything like that right but minimum the content will be there for you to be aware of this latino and then later on it can take you to hopefully a rabbit hole and research some more about this and i'm going to tell you what at this point is relevant in a few minutes of things that are going on online right now 
Yes. So in 2017, more than 20 years later, she was honored with her star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So 20 years after her day, Selena has a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's right. Okay. So here's the thing that I was going to talk to you about. So right now, at this moment, there's a some kind of controversy going on online because the... Uh, so Yolanda, uh, Yolanda, the the late the the evil lady, <laughs> they killed her. Uh, Selena is gonna be released in 2025. So this has been all over the internet for for a minute, along with other things. So somebody posted this, and then I believe it was either Twitter or one of the uh, social media is like, "What? Selena, Selena Gomez died?" And then I'm like, "What?" I can't believe, and you know, it was, it was back and forth, like, like, like I can't believe you don't know who Selena Quintanilla is. I can't believe you don't know this and that, blah 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 blah. blah. And uh, okay, so here's my take on that. Right, we're in this point of time that is is that time where, as much as we want to keep Selena or people that really love her, keep her alive, and it's been three generations. It's been a long time, right? But eventually, we got to realize that time's going to keep passing and certain generations are not going to keep, you know, pushing and and have it be, you know, f- be forever. You know, of course, your music is going to live forever. We continue to play music and things like that. But eventually it comes to a point where, you know, things are, are just, you know, just there's a few people now compared to what it used to be that there are our fans, you know. And the ones that are solid and continue to support and everything that she does... You know, that's cool. But eventually, this is where the generations are, right? So right now, there's a... Not to mention, Selena Gomez was named after um, Selena Quintanilla. So, and she knows this. Selena Gomez knows this. She acknowledges all the time. She she gone to cor- Corpus. I believe she even uh, went to a grave before and things like that. Or the museum, one of them. So it's all it's all a known fact. She she knows this, that, that she was named after her. And now, not only that, but the spike of... Ladies that were named Selena after she passed away was huge. It spiked up. So if you were 95 and up, if you were born during that time, and if you were born, if you were named Selena, whether you spell it with the regular name Selena with a C, I seen it spelled different ways. Most likely you were named in homage to Selena. I can almost put money on that. In fact, Link me up with your parents. We'll make make a bet. I guarantee you that you were. Okay, so yeah. This is where we at in this generational gap. So a few other people know who they are. They get confused with Selena Gomez because they don't know about the other one. They might be too young. So that's pretty much where we at. Again, some of, some of, of, I almost 100% that some, some people don't know who, who, Elvis Elvis Presley is. Some might not even know who is crazy, because you might play it at every party. But some of you younger might not know who Alejandro Fernandez is, or even Vicente, and things like that. And it's gonna happen, you know. And that's the reason why I think the the global Latin factor is very important to minimum have it online, and and talk a little bit about this Latinos that have made a contribution to the world. I forget which one it was that I was talking to my brother. 
And I, I told him, do you know this person? Like, who? And then I was tripping out that he didn't know. But I understood we're 10 years apart, right? 10, 11 years apart. So it's understandable the reason why he wouldn't know who I was talking about. I believe it was Alejandra Guzman. Or, no, it was somebody else. It was a female uh, singer. And I can I can see why he wouldn't know. And I, I, was, I was surprised that he didn't know. But at the same time, I understood why he wouldn't know. Not to mention, again, just to put this content out to to minimum, have a name out that you can look into and be like, oh, wow. Because if you tie Latino and factor of the things that we're done, because now everything's really interconnected with the Internet, then minimum you'll have a reference to. And, and that's the other thing that made a lot of sense with Selena, right? Because a lot of the girls, as I mentioned before, you, you couldn't really relate. So if you don't, and it's just the way that our mind works. Like if you don't see somebody like you do something like that, then it's really hard to get inspiration to become something like that, you know? And that's the reason why we do this as well, because we given Selena, you know, one of the ladies that was uh, talking about it, this even the lady that was doing the documentary, she said, I, and maybe it was my own prejudice because this, I can't believe that this brown girl, that's what she said, her words, not mine. This brown girl, it was so successful. And when, as a girl, as a woman, and had all this success and all these people following her, which is true. And the inspiration that like Selena triggered by the way she looked, she was very attractive girl. Let's not let's not call it like it's not like for us men, nice to look at, and being the color that she was, having thicker lips, wider hips, you know, the whole the whole shebang. What everybody's trying to be nowadays, right? That she had that. And girls, little girls coming up can relate for the same reason that now we have somebody that looks like us that and we can shoot to minimum try to be or inspire and there's so many so many young girls that were inspired and, and and attempted to do you know their part so yeah that's wild to me so yeah i can see the disconnect i can see why there is so the selena fans keep holding it down but just realize that this is going to happen eventually uh you know it just happens with everything you know we we don't realize how quickly things or generations happen or how quickly we forget about certain things there's been i guarantee you there's a mind full of artists and things like that that we don't know that how we haven't looked into for the same reason that we just we don't know about them we forgot about them we never looked it up we just you know our parents didn't continue passing on the the music and things like that and that was that you know i still remember los temerarios los bookies are making a big deal. They're selling out stadiums. You know how long they've been around? They've been around forever. Like, I think it's about 50 years or so that they've been around. And just recently, they started selling out stadiums here in the U.S. But I've been knowing them forever in a day, you know? So they went a period of time where really nobody really played them like that. And then all of a sudden, they're back relevant again. Los Angeles Azules for a long time. Bro, Los Angeles Azules did a collab with an orchestra and different artists, like modern art artists. Oh, my goodness. They blew up again. They had a 
They had a refresher, and I like the I like what they did. I like I like the combination of the the younger the younger generation of artists that sing in Spanish mixed with theirs, and then mixing the orchestra. Man, it sounds so good. I like I like uh, I forget what was it with uh, it's with uh, Jimena. I like uh, them them and Jimena. It goes hard. Okay, back to back to the topic. So. Did you know that in San Diego, the university, there is a program, a class that you can take about Selena? Yeah. And I looked it up online for 2020. I think they still had a class. So 2021, it seems that it's not going away. So there is in San Diego State University, the School of Journalism and Media. There's a study and a class that they offer for Selena. Dr. Nathaniel Shea Rodriguez, assistant professor of San Diego State University School of Journalism, Medium, Media and Studies, teaches a class called Selena and Latin X Media Representation. So if you ever wanted to take a class online and learn more about Selena and because honestly, like Selena, no matter how many like. No. Like Jennifer Pena, they were trying to push her to be or something like that to be and take over or be something like that, right? And there was, a, I believe, a, a couple other young ladies that were trying to, but Selena is going to be like it's like a a one of a kind, you know. And there is different controversies and things like that. So okay, let me get into that. Okay, I need to stay away from TikTok first of all because. That thing is the devil, just like every other social media. There's a debate on TikTok. And again, this is not no knock of anything. This is just conspiracy and internet talk. This is not my opinion. It's not facts. It's just based on what I've been hearing and things like that. Uh, which is again, it's just the fact that it's so appealing to people to 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 her life in general and everything else and, and things like that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a way of mourning because she's She's already gone, you know. She's 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 been gone for some time, but you know, especially with again, any anytime something surfaces of about her, then all of a sudden everything goes crazy. The makeup, uh, you know, sales, music, all that, even her killer coming out, it just triggers another set of things. So with her coming out, there's a bunch of conspiracies that Yolanda was not the one that killed her. Yes, there's actually a conspiracy about that, that it wasn't her. And, then you know, they're blaming the dad. Again, I'm not blaming or saying that that was there, just what the Internet's saying and things like that. So I had to do my part and looking like just rationally and logically look, look at it. Right. And, and see if there's any relevance to it. OK, so. I don't. I think it's again. It's all conspiracy. And it's re- easily proven for the simple fact that okay. So, I watched an interview, a couple of interviews of Yolanda, that she gave to a couple of reporters. And no, no way, no way. She she her stories don't match. Her stories don't line up. Uh. There was actually lawyers that went to look for documents that supposedly she gave her videos and things like that. And nothing's matching. Like they couldn't find anything. She keeps pointing fingers at somewhere else. She even she even said that she didn't kill Selena. Like, wait, okay. So logically thinking, right? As a person, 
If I know for sure, 100%, I have a desire to be free and desire to live. If I know that I didn't do this, then I'll be fighting for my life. Instead of accepting your day in court, taking the guilty verdict, and then spending so many years in jail. You see what I mean? Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense at all whatsoever. You know? And to even think that her, her dad might have had something to do with her. Like, okay. Like, come on. That's her own. That's your own daughter. That's your own daughter. Yeah, granted that he wasn't 100% with the relationship uh, with Chris, but it, they were already married. And, you know, they were already planning on making a family and everything. So, you know. That the gun, first of all, you practically went to buy the gun. You had the gun. And supposedly it was to defend from from the dad. Like, okay, so you're gonna defend yourself from the dad, but then accidentally go off and kill what's supposedly your best friend. Like, come on, it doesn't add up at all whatsoever. So internet, TikTok, I'm sorry, it's just not adding up. Go look at the interviews. The interviews are available on YouTube. You can check it out and, and hear from your own self. Does it really make sense? You logically, I know you get clouded by everything else, but but you as a person. If you know you're innocent, are you really just going to accept having them lock you up for years? What's the point? All let's say it was a conspiracy of the dad paying her off or whatever to take her out. What's, what's, okay, so she's okay to go to jail for a long time? You see what I mean? It just doesn't add up at all whatsoever. And and I looked at the interviews. I checked and it, I don't know. There's something not right. Mentally, for sure. And the lawyer was trying to do, and the lawyer was trying to play that card too. But the story was way off. Even her lawyer, just one of them, after she, Yolanda sent him into a wild goods chase to to Mexico to find this supposedly hidden tapes about some doctor that uh, he didn't find. Then he's like, nah, I quit. <laughs> so he 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 re, he relinquished his. He restinct, he wasn't gonna be part of the team anymore. For her. he wasn't gonna represent her anymore. So yeah, again, internet. Unfortunately, it does not up. Uh, yeah, her homie killed her. She killed her, and lost a great one. Now the other debates: What would have happened if Selena was still be alive? Well, again, that's just something that we'll never know. She's already gone, unfortunately. Again, it's best to keep her memory alive because who knows? Her plans was to have a farm with animals and a bunch of kids with Chris. And unfortunately, that didn't happen either. And yeah, it didn't happen. So who, who knows what would have happened? Maybe she would have been the next Jennifer Lopez, you know? Then we would have had Jennifer Lopez. I think uh, Jennifer Lopez's career was boosted by this movie. I think she played a great. I, I, I think she made. She did a great job on that movie and as her role. And as I watched some of the interviews, interacting the way that she acted and things like that, man, it, it was really good. That's what I'm saying. I just couldn't bring myself. I'm not. I haven't watched the series. I watched a, a couple pieces of it. I just don't know if I, I, I would want to know anymore. I think I'm good with what, for me, the movie. Uh, I, I see different mixed reviews of different people, but always, people are always going to have their opinion. So, yeah, that's what I think. So, again, today's 
to this day, Selena still is very relevant as far as uh, music. You know, they, there's still a lot of things that, you know, museums, uh, anytime again, there's some kind of news, music still relevant, songs that she made. I went through all her songs. Oh, my goodness. She has hit after hit after hit after hit. And she gave you a little bit of everything. She gave you a little bit of dancing music. And then with like techno cumbia, then she gives you a little bit of like amor prohibido, where you're like uh, relating. Then she gives you to. I think this song is rather uh, this underrated. That no puedo, uh, no pro, um, no más problemas or something like that. That one was really nice. You talk about positivity and things like that. So yeah, it's very relevant and and like. Songs that would probably live on forever and a day. And most likely you can't go into a baile, a quinceañera, a wedding that is Latino or Mexican, most mostly, without having to hear one of these songs. So, yeah. Her 1995 album, Dreaming of You, which was released after she passed away, debuted in the Billboard Top 200. In 1997, Jennifer Lopez, of course, I mentioned, started. And we have the series now going on. So, yeah. And not two weeks after her untimely death, then at that time, Governor of Texas, George Bush, declared April 16th Selena's birthday as Selena Day in Texas. And... She was also honored with a statue that you can see. And, of course, there's a museum. And the album, Dreaming of You, as I mentioned, after her death, sold over 175 copies. I don't know if it's still accurate as far as the number. It could have been more. But, yeah, that is it. And with the Hano in 2021, still making another way because um, the Hano is, 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 is in, in waves, right? It's, sometimes it's hot and sometimes it's not, but it just keeps going. And then you have your loyal Tejano fans. They're always. Uh, so real quickly, if you don't know what Tejano is. Tejano pretty much is Tejano is country mixed with some Norteñas and a little bit of polka and some cumbia. <laughs> so it's all like a mixture of things. It depends on what you listen to. And that's pretty much Tejano. And it's a, a sound from Texas that was created uh, by Chicanos, uh, people that were supporting the music and that that's what it is. And if you don't feel like that's the case, well, give me a definition. I'll give it to you. I'm pretty sure there is, but I'm just giving you what I know as far as, like, listening to the music. I'm not, like, a, a huge Tejano fan, but I appreciate some songs, especially the ones that are Selena, because I'm telling you, <laughs> she has song after song after song after song of really good, really good sounding music. And her whole, not only, not only her, but her whole team. Put together, you know, an amazing work. And, of course, they always had to protect their image. I did. This is not a conspiracy. It was just an observation to me that she was trying to do some business in Mexico. So she was traveling a lot and she knew a doctor. And the rumors, there was maybe some cosmetic work that was done. I don't know. But she did, did know a doctor. I'm not trying to start a conspiracy. I'm just saying, why would she know a doctor? And if it was... Her parents, her dad was real careful of, uh, I don't think they did it on purpose because every artist, 
has a PR, right? Every artist has a PR, image consultant, and everything, right? They have to maintain a certain image for that artist, you know? They can't veer off of it because if it does, then all of a sudden it creates problems with the fans and everything else. So you have to be real tight as far as maintaining. So I don't think they were trying to portray it as like this saint and everything, but pretty much every artist does the same to try to keep the best image possible. That's again, that's why they have PR and, and image consultants to try to keep it like that. But at the same time, I feel that she was genuinely just that person. Like she was that sweet, nice, innocent person that even though even her dad said that her dad said that she was an adult, but she was a child for the same reasons that she was so sheltered. And if you're sheltered, if you know somebody's a shelter, meaning that like they don't really get to go and experience everything else, right? That everybody else does. You know, she doesn't get to go to school because she couldn't because she was already, you know, too hot and she has to be on the road and she getting too too many gigs. So she can't be experiencing the closest that she got to getting information about the outside world, let's say, is Shelly Lares, which was telling her some of the things that she was telling her her of how things work and that's how pretty much she got her information but literally she was like a child for the same thing that she didn't get to experience all these child things that, that you would do and that was she was so playful and happy and things like that and yeah of course it's not it only makes sense that they would help protect her image to the best of their ability but i just really feel like a little bit naive for the same reason and then a little bit not knowing about the world like we would know it and, and if you experience different things like that that wasn't her she hadn't experienced all this she started living and living more and then of course she hadn't had no relationship with other different people besides the people in the band and her family so it's kind of real difficult i would say to kind of be a judge of character especially new people coming in like yolanda and then i i don't know that that lady's I can look at the interview and sense or see that, that she lies and she's deceitful and she's manipulated. And I can see the lady's not very attractive at all. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. She's not. And I'm not saying that ugly people are manipulated, but you can see why she would given up a, a, like her dad said, given a, a position of power with all this time. She hasn't been looked in that way at all whatsoever. Now you got this power, then you get a power trip. Maybe not so much a God complex like cops do, but, you know, you have something that everybody's been not necessarily stepping on you, but not really like minding you. Like, who are you? Not even looking your direction to all of a sudden like you're next to this, this, this person that's going to become this, it's becoming this amazing thing. And all of a sudden, you're almost like her right hand person, and and she gives trust you to you know write checks and things like that. Yeah, of course you're gonna do something to her. And again, unfortunately, she did pass away, but her legacy to this day is continued to live. And please don't get mad if the youngins don't know because it's just gonna happen, you know. And I think you know what a lot. A lot I was thinking the other day too. I enjoy bringing attention to to Latinos and learning about these Latinos and, and even the food and everything like that, just to know more. As I mentioned before, it's more mostly like a journey for me to learn. But at the same time, I was thinking like, I I can't be obsessed with this, right? I, I can do my due diligence, due, 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 what is it, what? due diligence and <laughs> why? 
is the Latino, is the Mexican in me. I could do my part to, okay, I just use another word. I, I could do my part to do the research that I can, but I'm gonna not going to be too obsessed with the lives of these people because at the end of the day, they're just people like you, right? And, and it's great to highlight the potential as a person that we have inside that, that it's beautiful to see them expressing it and how they were able to to do things that they are doing and being famous and, and this and that. But I was thinking about this, right? Estimated there's 7.9 billion people in the world. Estimated, right? Thousands probably die every day. Selena may be known maybe by, let's say, a billion. There's still six point something billion that people that don't know her who she is. And I know that it means the world to us because... Or some of the fans, because they know about her, but that doesn't mean the whole entire world knows about them. But it is important to highlight who they are to hopefully inspire some of the Latinos that never seen somebody like this to hopefully be inspired to be something, be a singer, be some some kind of contributor to this planet, you know. But at the same time, don't get yourself too caught up on some of the celebrities like Selena even though she did what she did, that you're so focused into her and every other celebrity that you forget that you still you have that with you and, and your potential to be that and more if you wanted to. And and then don't focus too much on that, that before you know it, it's too late that you're older, your life don't pass you by, you are focusing whether it's a negative or the positive on this famous people that your life is already over before you know it, you know? So don't lose yourself on that. Yes, please celebrate the, the expression of a person, of a human being that we have, that they do get to express. But just remember, even if a billion people know that person, <laughs> there's still a whole lot more people that don't know, you know? So we're just not that important like that. We tend to want to do feel important for yourself and do the things for you. But it's just not that important. I'm just saying. It's really not. Alrighty. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next one. And this one is another Latino legend. And another one you're going you're gonna to know for sure because there's a movie about his life. But before we get to that one, we're going to go ahead and talk about machismo. Okay. So what do you know about machismo? What do you know what like, machismo? Nothing right. And it's not okay, so the, the the whole thing with machista, machismo is mostly labeled for Latinos, supposedly because you know it's a thing. Well macho, it comes from the origin of macho. Macho means male. That's all it is. And machismo is a man that tries tries to suppress women and feels like he's more superior than women. And things like that. And he enforces and and I guess somewhat degrades women and things like that. And, you know, I'm the man and this is how it goes and things like that. And uh, there's a lot of. Uh, well, actually, when I looked it up, there wasn't wasn't besides the definition, there wasn't really a lot of content for machismo. I, I don't know if it's very relevant. Um, I had an experience before. I'm Mexican, as I mentioned before. And I grew up with, oh, I'm, they're going to get mad at me because I don't remember the math. It was about six, five, six girls. I was the only boy. I was the only boy. 
So, you know, I I I can't I can't say I can't relate to women, but I I can see how they react, how they act, and everything like that. And for whatever reason, I I have a good conversation with with the women gender. You know, I, I like women. I'm, you know, it's not my thing to to to. And again, nothing do you, but I'm just saying it's just not my thing. I just enjoy women, so it's never been that. But at the same time, uh, I remember one job that I had. Uh, the manager, for whatever reason, she was from she was uh, from another. I'm not gonna be too specific, but she was from another country, and for whatever reason, she felt like I was because I was Mexican, and she didn't tell me this, but I can sense it 100, percent and that's small little things that she would say, I would know that that's what she was thinking about. And then as soon as I told her, and I don't know why the conversation brought up and this and that, and I told her I was a Mexican, and then she said something about something about macho, something like, like what? And I was like, huh? And I'm like, I'm not saying that I'm like the ultimate person that relates to women, but I grew up with a lot of women, so I understand where they come from. Not to mention... And I know I bring it up just about every episode, but it's part of my life. I was in the military, so I seen women in combat on top of the the Humvee with a fifty caliber going out, what we call it outside the wire, to either patrol or escort anybody. So I know the capability of a of a woman. I know what they can do. And again, I have nothing no suppression, no nothing. I believe in equality. Everything should be equal. And uh, I can see why they would discourage machismo and things like that. For the same reason that, you know, it's just like anything. You, if anybody feels like they're trying to put you down and things like that, you're, it's not, you're not going to like it. It's not going to be a good feeling. And that's the reason why I feel like it's gotten a, a, a really bad, um, like a really bad vibe around the word itself. But I don't know if it's still relevant to this. I, I didn't see much of it. But at the end of the day, it's just, how what can we just be equal? But I guess it's not the thing, right? It's not going to be the thing to do, you know. But, yeah, that's what my my take on machismo, which, again, there wasn't really a lot of research on it, a lot of things like that people were talking about. It, but it wasn't like, I think it's just going away. And hopefully it is. All right. Moving on to our next one. So you're gonna really gonna enjoy this one. Why? Because I'm guarantee you, well, maybe. It depends on what generation you are. You might watch the movie. Richard Steven Valenzuela, aka Little Richard of San Fernando, or Little Richard of Pacomia, or better known as Richie Balance. And where you know him from? La Bamba. You know Richie Balance? You never seen La Bamba? Bro, it's a dope movie. It's about the man's life. It's pretty, it's pretty close. Okay, so remember the first scene. Like, so this man had it difficult, right? The first few scenes is like the 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 whole family is living in a field of like, and they're picking or, like like picking crops. I think it was oranges. So there were field workers for some time because I wasn't really I wasn't able to find even the movie or. See, or the movie really didn't really have that involved. I don't know if he was around or not. And maybe I missed that part. But the dad's name, Jose Esteban Valenzuela. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. He did pass away. He did pass away. And uh, he was born in 
1952, and the mom is Con Concepcion Concha Reyes, and she was born in 1915 and died in 1987, and they were bo both from Mexico. Did you know that the mom, Carlos, was actually in the movie? The, 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 the real mom was in the movie in a small little role. Yes. Along with one of her uncles also made an appearance in the movie. Yeah. So Mr. Valenzuela, or aka Balance, was born in May 13, 1941, in Pacomia, California. Mexican American singer again from La Bamba. Successful. And he did die at the age of, guess how old he was, Carlos? 17 years old. And you know how long he was actually in the music industry? Like two years. <laughs> eight months eight months to a year so eight months to a year richie valens so these are the like like the latinos that even though like selena 23 richie valens 18 that made this impact of the songs that are like even to this day are just still forever you can still jam them and 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 They're very nice, put-together songs. You know, they, they last forever, not like those songs that we have nowadays. They only last a couple of months. It is over. I'm talking down on the music, but I'm just saying. Richie Valens was a Mexican-American uh, singer, as I mentioned, very influential to Chicano. He is credited to being the first Latino rock star. An influence, different artists such as Santana, Los Lobos, and Los Lonely Boys. So, yeah, 17 years old. And if you don't remember, you'll remember this. So, Valenzuela died at 17 in the plane crash with fellow musicians Buddy Holly and JP, the big barber DJ, Richard, on February 3rd, 1959. And if you ever heard American Pie, this is related to them three. The day the music died. Why are they call it the music? The day the music died because these three figures were considered one of the biggest rock and roll stars at that time. That when they died, they felt like it was over. Like what is going to happen with music when this when this you know people are gone? But it continued, carried on. Mr. Valenzuela was enrolled, uh, inducted, I'm sorry, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2001. Ricky Martin, which we're probably going to cover one of these days. Ricky Martin did the introduction on the category of performers. So he is now on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as of 2001. As, and I mentioned, if you have any evidence of anybody else being the rock and first Latino Rock and roll star, please let me know. But as far as I know, Richie Valens is the first Latino rock and roll star that made it big like that. And uh, yeah, that is crazy. He started playing at the age of 16 with the actual band called the Silhouettes. And later on, he was spotted by Bob King. And uh, He headed the Delphi Records, and he helped them put together, even helped them come up with the name because Richie Valenzuela, at that time, Latinos, that were just not feeling us like that as far as music-wise. 
So what he did, he gave, he kept reaching and then gave it a little twist. Balance what it sounds like, kind of like Italian, maybe a little bit like that. So he gave it a different twist so they can keep it going and uh, keep it, uh, yeah, just just keep uh, like make, making sure that the radio was able to play without having to discriminate because even Selena's dad, whenever they were trying to, uh, Los Dinos were trying to make it, they, uh, yeah, they didn't, uh, they didn't accept them just for the simple fact that, okay, so I don't know if this really happened, so I'm going to go back to Selena for a second and the dad, just this scene because I think it's very important. Okay, so I don't know if it's, it really happened like that, right? But the, the the scene where the dad says that we have to be more American than the American and more Mexican than the Mexican, you know, we have to know, we have to know this and we have to know that. Even to this day, it's so relevant because, you know, you, like, as an, as a Mexican, like, the government and everybody else, or everybody else sees you like, like, a Hispanic, Latino, but your people see you like one of them, but technically not really, because if you don't know the language, they're not going to see you like that, but at the same time, we do have to know, not know, it's not obligated, but you look, you are look kind of funny if you don't learn both things. So whether he said that or not, if it was actually how it happened, he hit it right on the key. But even myself, as uh, not born in the U.S., but being getting to the years when I was 11 years old, then I, I brought with me all the things that I knew about music, then what I the way that I dressed. And then shortly after, uh, not even within a year, then I started dressing more like they dress here in the U.S. And then before you know it, then the language and then before you know it then hip-hop i remember the first i don't know where it came from how i don't know who introduced me to it but the very first song that i fell in love as far as hip-hop as far as rap was bone thugs and harmony the uh crossroads that was my first like that was it for me i i i, I now I, I my 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 music taste is, is way all over the place. But as far as rap and how I, I like rap and how I got into listening to and things like that, it was Bone Thugs and Harmony, Crossroads, and even the video and the MTV Award performance. They were, I think they were wearing all white. It was like, what? What is this? We'll do an episode about Latinos on hip hop later on. But yeah, that was mine. So, yes, Mr. Quintanilla, if that would really happen and if you ever runs into this episode looking for some Selena content, please let us know if that's how it happened, really. If that scene was just like that, because I really thought it was very cool. Uh, Richie Valens was influenced by Little Richard. He liked, you know, look at artists like that to get inspiration. And if you never heard the song, the scene, whenever Richie Valens uh, dies, there's a song, and it's not by him, but I just think it's really super dope song. It's called Sleepwalk, and it's just an instrumental that was recorded in 1959 by the brothers Santo and Johnny Farina, and it's like a beautiful freaking song to me. I just listen to it sometimes. It's just like, I don't know. There's no lyrics to the song, but it just makes, I don't know, it just hits you. Maybe because I watched the movie, but it just, it, if you really want to be moved, like if you, for whatever reason, feel like you just have no emotions whatsoever. Listen to that song. Listen to that song. You'll be like, oh, it hits you. Hits you right there. Okay. So remember earlier 
at the beginning of the episode when I said that this this artist might have predicted his death. So when Richie Valens was younger, there was a plane crash that happened. So that day in his middle school. So that day he so happened that he didn't go to school because he attended a funeral. However, kids in the playground during that time that two plane crash hurt and actually killed some of his fellow students and friends. And you can remember if you watch La Bamba from that movie in that scene, in the beginning where he wakes up and the planes are blowing up, that's the reason why. He, he had a fear of flying for the same reason. And he told himself he wasn't going to fly. However, during the tour that he started doing with body, uh, Buddy and uh, the other person, then they were having a really difficult time traveling and you know their their crew was getting sick and frostbite and things like that you know they were having a real hard time moving along so Richie Balance made the decision to get on the plane and shortly after he took off it crashed and landed on a cornfield so okay Steve Jobs talked a lot about dying a lot Richie Valance even though he didn't talk about it he had a fear of it Tupac talked a lot about dying so what I'm getting at not that no talk about death but it only makes sense that I, I don't know if you believe in the law of attraction or not but if you do or not or if you know it, if you heard about it things like that then some of these things if you constantly repeating things then eventually it seems that they will happen to you if that's all you have. If you have in your, and it's mostly here, right? It's mostly in our minds. And you think I'm like going somewhere like out of this world. I'm just talking nonsense. But if you think about it in your life, have you ever thought about anytime you're running late and you say exactly those words, I'm going to be late. Then you keep saying this. Then you usually are late. You run into every red light. You run into every freaking traffic jam there is. And then you are late. Instead of changing the verb, just saying, I'm always on time. I'm always on time. I'm always on time. And then you make it on time. Or just realizing that for whatever reason, you needed to be late. So let's say if you did leave on time, there was some kind of accident and you wrecked your car on things like that. You know what I mean? So that was the time that you were needed to leave. So you, if you see it that way, then who cares if you were late? So you didn't make it on time. No big deal. You know, do call, whatever. But I feel like if you keep kind of sabotaging your own mind and saying that stuff like that, then it will happen. And I just know looking from the outside of all these people that I mentioned that there's something tied to it because all these people talked about it and things happened to them. I'm just saying. I'm not saying not to talk about it, but when I say acknowledge your mortality, but at the same time, why not, you know, I live a great life. Why why think about death all the time? Not realize that it's contradicting, right? But yes, realize you're, you are mortal. You are going to leave. But at the same time, don't panic on it. It's just something that's going to happen. And focus on trying to live the best possible life that you can in real life, not in social media, not posting just to host and things like that, but really live it and like i mentioned earlier not focusing all the way on 
every negative thing of these people or positive thing of these celebrities and we're not realizing that your life's passing you by and before you know it, it is already done and there is no take backs there is no do overs it's done all right so we're just gonna go ahead and uh end it with this too uh the uh man just the history of both of them just uh, all the things that they went through you know from selena to her dad dealing with bankruptcy to all the way to you know making it and unfortunately losing her life early to richie valence at such young age at the age of 17 with only eight months or to a year in the music industry to become such an impact and an inspiration to other latinos that wanted to get into that genre that they have somebody to look into look up to it's just incredible to me that these two massive legends are um yeah are somebody that uh that you can look up to listen to their music get some influence get some inspiration but again don't get too caught up on it that you forget to live your own life and this is going to wrap it up for today this is the global latin factor podcast remember we are just like you we are just a spice in this global melting pot that it is the world i got a new glow carlos that look and i got a little so next time we talk about latino i'm gonna be like let me find them real quick all right this talking about mexico today and it comes with a little magnifying glass just in case are you are you satisfied carlos you happy as long as carlos is happy that's all that's all we have for today we see you on the next episode make sure you check out all the episodes that we have also the merchandise that we have give us a like give us a follow if you like this content if you've never seen this content if you're hearing it on any of the platforms we do have it on youtube if you want to see the video and check us out until next time mucho amor y paz Yeah.